The word multimedia is the use of a variety of artistic or communicative media using more than one medium of expression or communication. Café is a type of establishment that serves coffee and is known as a place where information can be exchanged. The following is the audio version of the Multimedia Café. And a happy Thursday, February 21st to you folks. Welcome to the Multimedia Café. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Café, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Here at the Multimedia Cafe, the cafe is all about the cafe talk, about the information we exchange with one another, with experts, people who live the life, people who walk the walk. We often say that we don't have car mechanics talk about the oil and gas industry, and we don't have the oil and gas industry talk about car mechanics. We let the experts stay within their wheelhouse, and if we speculate, we always say this is speculation. Just so you know, because part of the cafe talk, part of the multimedia cafe, is that we do want to be a little bit of your eyes and your ears in this busy, busy world. That's why we bring experts in with exclusive interviews, and we use a multiple of mediums to get that done, the multimedia. Sometimes we do them over Skype. Sometimes we do the interviews face-to-face, the old school face-to-face, and then, of course, a lot of times they're over the phone, it might be that handheld computer that we use as a communication device known as the cell phone. All right, now that we've laid the table, we've set the table, we've laid the groundwork, remember, when it's live, nothing wrong can ever happen. So let's take a look at what we have on today's features menu, what we have going on today's program here. Oh, by the way, my name is Jason Spies. Thank you very much for joining us. Sometimes I get so excited about the guests, I'm not even sure if I did the proper introduction. And as a host of the Multimedia Cafe, you think I'd have some better manners by now. All right, we're going to travel down to the Black Hills and talk with Jeffrey Waring. He's the chair of the School of Business and Associate Professor of Entrepreneurship at Black Hills State University. A lot of little uh, busy bees down there in the Black Hills with uh, the entrepreneurship. And the Black Hills State University is one of those under-the-radar universities that really has a lot of economic activity going on down there. And so we'll talk with him about that. And then uh, Rita Mathern. She's with Bismarck State College, discusses the 24-hour energy employee and on-demand education. Of course, the Bakken oil boom is big up in North Dakota. Bismarck State has uh, seen a lot of success and adapted accordingly. And that's what Rita and I talk about is how this a lot of the programs and a lot of the stuff happen organically due to the demand. And that's when you know you have a good thing going instead of trying to force it down everybody's throats. So we talk with her about that. Jeffrey Waring, chair of the school and business associate professor at the entrepreneurship, Black Hill State University. Can you tell I'm up against the clock here early because we've got a packed show? So let's get to it. Uh, my name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. You need to know. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. 
and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Up next, Jeffrey Waring, chair of the School of Business and Associate Professor of Entrepreneurship at Black Hills State University. Jeff Waring, Assistant Professor of Management and Director of the Center for Business Entrepreneurship and Tourism at Black Hills State University. Black Hills State University. I absolutely love the Black Hills. So uh, first off, how about a little um, plug for your guys' your guys university? And if you wanted to uh, spill into your department, go nuts. But how, how is Black Hills State doing this year? We're doing good, yeah. Um, it depends how you're asking. The football team's doing awesome so far this year, but also uh, about two years ago we got our AACSB accreditation, and so that's really drawing a lot of attention to the business school and helping people realize that you know we actually have a really strong program, um, one of the best in the region. So there's kind of an entrepreneurship wave going on across the country for the last oh three or four years. Has that been, um, um, I guess, trickling into the Black Hills? You know, you're director of the entrepreneurship uh, department. Are you seeing any growth happening within your department there? Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting because it's not just with the school, but it's the community as well. So there's a number of events that are cropping up uh, to promote entrepreneurship, both in Rapid City and also up in Spearfish. And we're really trying to tie in with those community events and say, hey, um, you know, you, you can learn stuff in college, and we'll we'll teach the classes and the book smarts, and then we'll get you involved as well in all of these community activities that are happening, so that now you can network and actually grow beyond when you graduate. Uh, two of my favorite businesses uh, in the United States are in Spearfish. Uh, one is the Doe Trader Pizza Company. It's the best pizza I've ever had in my life, and then the. Uh, uh, Crow Peak Brewery, which was around long before this um, craft beer craze came. In fact, I would say that they're uh, solely responsible for my IPA beer uh, craving, which I absolutely love. They're, um, they're different craft beers. Uh, talk to me a little bit about maybe some of the other businesses that you've seen uh, pop up. And, and I just gave you two there, the Doe, Doe Trader and the... And the um, Crow Peak, and you can certainly uh, elaborate on, on those businesses, but are you seeing some of your students or some other uh, influx of that in the community? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, Crow Peak is awesome. We had a, um, our first, it was a How'd They Do That series that we started putting on and um, to where we take students into local businesses and just talk to the founder about how they started the business. And Crow Peak was the first one we did that with, and it was, it was really a great conversation we had out there. Um, but yeah, no, there's a lot of other businesses right in Spearfish. Uh, one that jumps to my mind uh, is Camp Native, which is a, actually a tech startup in Spearfish. And uh, they have received a, a huge amount of funding from across the country. Uh, but they realized that 
you know, if they could pick anywhere in the world that they wanted to have the business based out of it, they wanted it to be Spearfish. And so I thought that was kind of crazy. And so they've been helping a lot in terms of connecting students to um, some of the entrepreneurial activities and especially with financing. And so that's great. Um, man, I'm trying to think what some others are that have had come in. Um, wow, I'm kind of spacing right now. We just we have so many different businesses that are popping up, and we try and get them into the community as fast as possible. Uh, get them from the community into the classroom as fast as possible, just to to talk with our students. Well, that's okay. You're not a you're, you're not the director of the Chamber of Commerce, so I kind of I kind of did a pop quiz there on you. But uh, t- t- talk to me about some of the tech tech stuff happening there because that is another push that's happening, especially um, in in Fargo, North Dakota, for example. They've got tech companies popping up left and right there, so it's it's interesting to hear that one is happening in Spearfish because, you know, quite honestly. Um, what I'm hearing, at least from a lot of the, the business leaders and the startup leaders in Fargo, is communities, or I'm, I should say millennials, are starting to go to communities that interest them. It's no longer the big cities and these other things. They want to go where they can go hiking and go fishing and have bike trails and et cetera. So for me, Spearfish makes perfect sense. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's a lot of the draw is right there is that it's, it's the type of community – and, you know, one of the things that people say is, oh, we have to have tech startups in California because of, you know, being able to staff them. Well, nowadays, your staff doesn't actually have to be where you're headquartered. And if they have to be, I mean, we have a lot of talent coming out of the area. You know, BH has a lot of business and marketing talent that they can draw from. The School of Mines in Rapid City has a lot of the programming talent that they need. And so, I mean, it is really a great area to start it up. Um, and you know we're we are working to try and get you know get those students between those two schools to overlap quite a bit as well. And so uh, we have two projects that I'm doing right now that I'm involved in. Mr. Jeffrey Waring, could you hold that thought for just a moment? We're going to continue the discussion with Jeffrey Waring, the chair of school business and associate professor of entrepreneurship at the Black Hill State University. In just a moment, my name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. Then on Thursday night, it's back on the road. I don't care if it's North Dakota or Southern Minnesota, just as long as I grow. That's my life, yes, y'all, and I love it. That's my life, there ain't nothing else in the world above it. And I see people all alone, picking their guitars, playing their songs. And I tell them, forget it. You can't fake it, you're gonna make it, you gotta live it. Yeah, brother, you can't fake it, you're gonna make it, you gotta live it. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spees. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Up next, Jeffrey Waring the Chair of School of Business and Associate Professor of Entrepreneurship at Black Hill State University. We continue the discussion with Mr. Jeffrey Waring. Uh, we have two projects that I'm doing right now that I'm involved in, uh, where it's overlapping between the BH students and the students at the School of Mines. Uh, talk to me a little bit about what you guys are doing at the school for entrepreneurship. Uh, so, 
Well, so one of the big things that's on on my head right now, uh, so the small business management program, um, small business management class, which is part of the entrepreneurship program, it's a, a course where students actually create businesses. Uh, they developed a whole business model during the course of the semester, right? And so last year we ended up getting uh, a new fund created uh, by it's the by Jim and Lori Morbach. Uh, so they were alumni who gave money to the school to create a fund that these students can use to jumpstart these businesses during the semester. Because you know, I believe that you know, if they're going to learn how to run a business, they they learn it best by just jumping in their feet first, right? And so that's that's a huge thing that we're doing right now is pushing students take this class, you know, see how easy it is to start a business from nothing, and you can do it in just you know 15 weeks of a semester and get something off the ground and make it profitable. So that that's been one of my big pushes right now. Um, along with that. We have two projects where one, it's working with uh, the School of Mines to develop a business model around an, air, an airplane transponder system, which is pretty cool. And so the mine students are, are building it, the BH students are developing the business model, and, and who knows where that's going to lead. Um, and then there's another one in conjunction with regional health uh, to design a business model around isotope production. So we don't know where that's going to lead either, but just these different projects that we get the students into and say, hey, um, let's design the business model and see where it carries. So I wanted to ask you about, and and I don't know if you have any affiliation or any knowledge, but um, the, the name Denny Sanford, I'm sure, means something in the state of South Dakota. And there, there, I wanted to come at you from two prongs from that. One is Sanford Health itself. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys are doing much on there, if Sanford has made its way over to the western side. You know, obviously they're big in Sioux Falls. But secondly, um, I believe Denny Sanford is, is funding or is the main benefactor to that um, underground mine that goes like two miles below the Earth's surface uh, in Lead, uh, South Dakota. Are you guys doing anything as a feeder program or getting involved in any way with the healthcare on the Sanford side? Not on the healthcare side, no. Um, there is, you know, Sanford obviously in South Dakota, I mean, he, he donates to so many causes and so he's a great one to, to get things going. We have a new Sanford Science Center on campus, which has a link to that underground laboratory. And our university actually just uh, opened up a new classroom down, you know, down at the bottom of that shaft, right? So students can actually go down there and do work. Um, I'm currently trying to figure out an excuse to be able to go down because <laughs> you, have to have a, you have to have a good reason to do it. And I haven't thought of, of a reason to have my business classes go down there. But uh, that is something that, you know, our school is involved in. It's, it's mainly on the sciences side. You know, the geology students, I mean, Easy, easy excuses for them to go down and use the laboratory down there. A little bit harder on the business side. I tell you that out of all the things, that that is one of the one things that has really intrigued. Um, my, my curiosity is, is what's down there? And I'm with you, man. I want to find out what's going on down there. And they just don't let any old media person down there. So <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I went over. I was actually at the top on Tuesday looking at the new um, visitor center that they have there. And so I took my son through and I went up to him like, okay, give me some hints. How do I get down to the bottom? And the lady's like, no, you figure that out. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. I mean, one day they'll probably, I don't know if they're sending splitting isotopes or sending them, but that's that's quite a, a deal there. So let's talk about Black Hill State and where you guys are going in the world of business. Um, what what do you see the future for your education being? Is it is it more technology based? Is it is it more of the old um, you know school of minds type collaboration? I guess what direction is Black Hill State going as you see it? Um, well, so I mean, we have some really strong programs that I think are always going to be there, right? So our accounting program is incredible. And so it's one of those things where you know, you're always going to need accountants who are trained and who know what they're talking about. And our accounting program is, is just—it just blows my mind how good it is. Um, and so you think of those types of areas. We also have a, one of the best tourism programs anywhere around. And so it's—you know—it's a small program, but really teaches the students and gets them involved at the state level with you know the tourism uh, folks that work for the state. And so I think those are some niches where, you know, you're going to see those get stronger over time. Um, In terms of the the entrepreneurship and the IMN, it's really interesting for me because so many of the students come from, you know, from backgrounds where they want to stay local. Like they come from ranch families and they're trying to figure out how to, you know, develop and grow their ranch. Or um, maybe they have an interest in, in a field that's not even business, it's um, exercise science is a huge one. I get lots of exercise science majors, right? And so how can they develop their own gym or training program or doing that type of consulting? Or, um, and so I actually see the future. If I, if I were able to you know, draw the map of what the business school is going to be doing in the future, I think I would say grabbing students from all areas of the university. And helping you know every student on campus realize that they need to be learning about business, um, even if that's not their major. That that would be my view. You know, yes, we'll have lots of business majors, and that's great. But everyone needs to be learn- taking at least a couple business classes. Everyone, I think, should have an accounting class. Everyone should have a marketing class. Everyone should have an entrepreneurship class, right? Because those are the things you're going to need, regardless of what industry you're going into. And, and that's kind of how I see the future: is, is making You know, I, could, I couldn't agree more. In fact, I've always thought that people should have some sort of money management um, um, classes or or something along those lines. And what I mean by money management, it's more about cash flow because the minute you, you go into school, um, you have to start cash flow in your life because you have bills that are coming in, whether it's rent or whether it's utility bills or maybe it's your student loans. And essentially, your household needs to run almost like a business. Do you understand what I'm saying by that? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you know, when a student hits college, all of a sudden they're getting, what, five credit card applications a week thrown at them? And they've, you know, often not had the, the, you know, the budgeting discussion, right? They've never been taught how to really stick to a budget. And yet now people are trying to give them all of this so-called free money that they can spend. And it's easy to, to get into trouble that way. And so, you know, and the same thing happens with businesses, right? I mean, you know, when you start up a business, it's so easy to think, oh, I can go into debt for this because I'll be making a profit, right? But if we can get the students to realize the the better job you can do cash flowing um, right from the get-go, the better off you'll be. Now, we have affiliates in Belfouche, for example, and that used to be 
the uh, sheep headquarters of the United States. The largest sheep producer in the United States uh, was Belfouche. Obviously, times have changed since then, but I wanted to ask you about your ag. Do you guys do anything with ag at, at your college, or are you seeing any sort of entrepreneurship in the world of ag? And I, I bring that up mostly because of the new drones and the precision agriculture, but I just wanted to ask you about ag and uh, Black Hill State, how you see it. No, so we don't actually have a specific ag program. Um, it's one of those things where the state likes to differentiate and have schools have different areas of expertise. So that's contained East River. Uh, but we, are, we have a lot of students who are interested in ag, uh, mainly with the ranching background. And so that's, you know, we, we talk about it, but we don't dig into too much depth. It's more like, okay, let's look at it like a normal business, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to run your, you know, you're going to run your projections the same way you would any other business, Right. And you just have to realize, yes, there's some differences. You know, the tax laws are a little bit different. And, you know, you, you have a, a weird um, seasonality to the business that you have to consider, right? But you really want to look at, like, a business and make sure that you're going to break even just, you know, just like you would any other business. And um, and I think that's, that's really how we handle it. We just handle it from the standpoint of this is your industry, right? You need to become an expert in your industry, and and so go be it. That's honestly that's how I handle all of um, all of the students I deal with. Is I just tell them, you know, your number one job here is to become an expert in the industry you're going to have a business in, because that's what's going to really lead you. We give you know we teach you general principles and theories that can be applied to all types of situations, but in terms of your industry, you're going to be the expert, not us. And that was Jeffrey Waring, the chair for the School of Business and associate professor of entrepreneurship at Black Hill State University. Up next, we're going to talk with Rita Mathern, business and outreach coordinator, Bismarck State College, about the 24-hour energy employee and on-demand education happening up there in the Bakken and Bismarck State College. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, read the matter, business and outreach coordinator, Bismarck State University. See, we had Jeffrey Waring on earlier with Black Hill State University, and I almost said Blismark State University. I think I'm getting older. I really do. All right, let's not focus on me here. Let's focus on Rita Mathern with Bismarck State College talking about their 24-hour energy employee and on-demand education. Rita Mathern, Business and Outreach Coordinator for the National Energy Center of Excellence. Outstanding. Thank you for joining us here on the Crude Life Media Network. And let's just start off with a pretty basic one. Uh, Just describe what it is you guys do and how you're affiliated with the energy industry. Well, at Bismarck State College, what we focus on is training the next generation of operators and technicians for the energy industry. We work with people who are interested in entering the industry for the first time, um, who are maybe younger students, right out of high school, 
or who are looking um, for something else to do with their life. Maybe they graduated a couple years ago and haven't found a career that suits them. Uh, we also work with those who are already working in the industry and who maybe need to update their skills a little bit or um, who are finding that they can't really advance within their current jobs because they don't have a college degree. So we provide um, high-quality education and training really geared at those who are working in some of the operator and technician roles. And are you guys um, online, too? Yeah, that's the neatest thing about some of our programs is that we're actually able to do this technical training online, um, which is kind of a neat concept, but we've been doing it for more than a decade, delivering high-quality education through the online platform. We use animations, we use simulations, um, we take pieces of equipment, and we draw and animate what they do on the inside. So a person can actually um, see the process that's going on inside a piece of equipment so that they understand what is happening um, when they're actually operating that equipment. So the online classes are really great for those um, who are working full-time, maybe are supporting a family or have other commitments, um, or just physically live away from where our campus is located in Bismarck, North Dakota, um, but they still want to be able to access the great resources that we have. We can deliver it online. Well, and that's the thing I was thinking of right away, of course. The, the online education has really seemed to take off pretty organically in the oil and gas industry. Of course, that industry has a, its, its own you know, idiosyncrasies and, and patterns and, and culture, if you will. And so it makes sense to me that these guys who you know, work the wells and are used to this type of um, timeliness and geographical issues and that sort of thing, that the online education would really gravitate towards the energy center. And you're seeing that, um, I'm sorry, with the energy industry, you're seeing that there at the energy center? Right. A lot of people um, might be working in the industry, they're working shift work or they're working unpredictable schedules. Um, and it's just really, they might originally think, you know, school is out of the question. You know, there's no way you can go back to college and get a degree. But uh, we actually designed the online courses for that person. You know, we made them so that you can log in on a browser anywhere that you are. Um, you don't need any special equipment. All you need is an internet connection. You can log in where you are and access it at, at any point during the day. So if you get off work and it's 4 o'clock in the morning and that's the free time that you have to work on a class, you can do it right then. Um, our instructors are constantly online. They're checking their emails. They're talking with students. Um, they're explaining things, answering questions. Um, and the material is up and available for a student, like I said, to access whenever they have that ability to do so. Um, they're only taking one class at a time, so it's not your traditional 16-week semester where you take one class, you know, a couple hours a week for the whole semester. Um, we condense it so that you're taking just one at a time. Um, the class might be three weeks long. It might be eight weeks long, depending on um, what program it is uh, specifically that a person was in. And, and you just have that one to focus on. So you're not trying to juggle too much going on at once. You're not in getting confused um, between different classes. And then we designed it so that the classes build on each other. So you take one class, you complete that one, and then you use that knowledge in the next course that you take. So it really is a, a building block um, to get a person to that um, final point where they're able to complete their degree. Ritha Mathern with uh, Bismarck State College National Energy Center of Excellence. Uh, let's talk about the different kind of majors that you guys have. Um, being, of course, part of the Bakken, being on the very edge of the Bakken, uh, you have that great backyard to, to to dive into there. So I imagine you guys have more than just a couple majors, huh? Absolutely. We have 
12 different programs that we say are related to the energy industry. They range anywhere from a nine-month certificate program um, all the way up to a four-year bachelor's degree. Um, it's a Bachelor of Applied Science in Energy Management. Several of the courses focus specifically on um, oil and gas. One of them is our process plant technology program, and that works, um, that prepares people to work in refineries or any other facility that processes um, raw ingredients um, that are extracted from um, oil and gas. We also have a petroleum production technology course, and that provides the students with a background to operate and maintain um, all the equipment that's used in oil extraction and services industry. Um, all those classes focus a lot on safe procedures, um, environmental safety and health, um, as well as the technical aspects of that operation. So we have those available, and those two programs are entirely online um, with a hands-on component. So if someone was employed in the industry, what we do is we send them a uh, workbook at the very end of the program where they complete 80 hours of a job shadow. Um, they'll work with their supervisor who just checks off that, yep, you've completed this part or you demonstrate competency with this part of the, the curriculum, um, and then they send that back in, and that completes their, their program. Um, somebody who's looking to get into the industry can uh, complete that workbook. Um, we'll work to place them at a site where they can complete it. Um, but like you said, we're right next to the Bakken, which means that we have these great resources for not just locations for students, uh, but we also have access to the expertise of those working in the industry there. Um, we have advisory boards who are made up of people who work in the industry um, that actually give us input on our curriculum. So they meet a couple times a year, and they'll talk about what students need to know. Um, they'll say, hey, students who are coming out of your program um, maybe are lacking in knowledge in this specific area. And so we'll work that uh, into our curriculum so that um, we're, we're better preparing those students. Um, or they'll say, you know, we want to we see um, this maybe one specific area that is an emerging trend in the industry and, and they think is an up-and-coming thing that students will need to know. So we can work that into the curriculum as well. Well, I think that's pretty neat because over the last, I would say, call it five years, we've done stories on the gravitation towards the trades and gravitation towards the one to two year degrees and the four year degrees are a thing of the past and only unless you're a doctor, an engineer or a specialized person does anything beyond two years and that sort of thing. And it's it's neat to see that you guys are offering pretty much all the above, like, you know, we understand that the world is diverse when it comes to education. There's no blanket of a one-year, two-year, four-year, six-year, whatever. And so you guys, I think you said like nine months to four-year degrees you have? Yeah, we have some certificate programs um, yeah. that are really just focused on the technical education, technical aspects. You can complete that in just two semesters. Um, and then there's, there's really a building block. You know, I see a lot of students, especially those who are coming out of high school right now, they are just like so overwhelmed with options. They don't know what they want to do. They really just want to get a job. They don't want to spend four years in a traditional college um, environment and say, hey, you know, there's more options out there. I think people really don't know about it or don't think about it. Um, a lot of our students in our programs are um, what we call older than average, which means they're a couple of years out of high school or past their traditional college age and, you know, are maybe intimidated by what they think going to college means. Um, and we're kind of here to flip that on their head. You know, we can say, look, you can take just a couple of classes. Maybe you just need some development in one or two specific skills. You take those classes that you need and 
then a person will say, hey, well, if I just take a couple more, I can get this certificate. And, well, then a couple more and I can get a degree. You know, you can really build on it. Um, we work with a person on what their individual goals are, what their individual needs are um, to see what we offer that's going to be the best benefit for them. You know, I was just thinking, uh, I believe you mentioned uh, some kind of plant technology course, or I heard that word, I wrote it down quickly. And of course, I wrote that down because the the Davis Refinery got the letter of uh, construction intent or whatever from the uh, Department of of Health. And so it looks like, you know, that refinery is going to be built out in Belfield. And um, did did you mention something about that? You you guys have majors that just seems like it would fit closely like a glove there. And at least they did in my head. So what what is that plant uh, major you have? Plant technology is what we call it, okay. and that basically focuses on um, the operations inside a refining or a processing facility. It, it focuses um, on, I mean, you can take what you learn in this program and work at an ethanol facility, at a, at a diesel or refinery, um, you could work at the Davis refinery, you know. Read the Matter and hold that thought for just a moment. Uh, we're going to continue the conversation with Read the Matter with Bismarck State College in just a moment. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Multimedia Cafe. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Up next, we continue the conversation with Read the Matter with Bismarck State College. When you look at the job openings that are going to be available because of a refinery like that, um, there really aren't enough people in the local area right now with the skills um, and experience needed to um, work in a, in a in a place like that. I mean, these are these aren't just jobs that you can really go into off the street and, and learn while you're doing it. You know, employers now want to have some sort of technical experience or show that you have an understanding of the equipment and the and the procedures and operations needed. Um, so if a person were looking at the Davis refinery and saying, hey, that might be a good job, and they are good jobs. I mean, we know they, they pay really well. Um, they could take our program. They could start this fall online or on campus, um, four semesters worth of work, and be ready for employment there. Um, they can even speed it up if they want to. We offer summer classes too. So, you know, if your pace and going through a program is kind of up to you. But yeah, then you can qualify for those jobs and, and set yourself up for a really good career. People work in this industry for a long time. Read the Mathern with uh, the Bismarck State College National Energy Center of Excellence. We're talking about uh, some of the different educational offerings they have from nine months to four years to 12 different majors within the energy industry. Of course, I remember um, the National Energy Center of Excellence for its annual conference. At least there's a conference that's held in the building at uh, Bismarck State College. And um, it's been fun kind of to watch this thing grow. I mean, 
kind of humor me a little bit. And then at the same time, explain, you know, to some of the uh, maybe other states like Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, some of the other shale plays that are listening, just this organic growth that has happened there at uh, the Bismarck State College with National Energy Center. For me, I don't know the whole story, but I know enough to, to, to be able to say it's grown and it's kind of organically grown, hasn't it? Yeah, it's really interesting how many people we get coming to the building for a conference um, or for another event, and they kind of walk around and see our labs and see our equipment and go, we had no idea you guys had all of this. I mean, it's it's really amazing the kind of quality um, instruction that we have and the equipment and the training tools that we provide. Um, but all of, the, all of our programs came out of a demand from an industry. We didn't set out and say, we're going to offer these programs because we think this is what's needed. Um, companies actually came to us and said, we don't have enough people to work in this area. We need training for people in this um, specific area of focus. Can you put something together? So we started doing that back in 1970 with our first energy program. That was our line worker program. And then we, we kept growing from there. Um, the process one came online in the early 80s, or came, came into being in the early 80s um, out of a demand from a local um, Sinfuels refinery or Sinfuels plant. Um, and then it's kind of grown over time. We put it online in the um, late 90s, early 2000s um, because of growth outside of our local region. You know, it started because of companies that were in the immediate area. And then as people started to learn about us or people graduated from the program and moved around in their careers, um, other companies heard about ESC and what we have to offer. Um, so then, you know, the demand has just kind of kept growing and uh, we get country. We get students now from almost all 50 states and even several countries around the world um, who are who are enrolled in our program. Which kind of neat. Some of them will come here for graduation, and you get to meet them firsthand. And last year, I, I met a guy who had, was in Germany and flew to Bismarck for graduation because he wanted to see the school that he'd been attending for the past four years. So that was kind of a really neat experience too. Uh, but yeah, we just keep growing and, and kept growing and adding programs based on what those in the industry said that they wanted. Um, I don't know if you can mention the companies or not. I know confidentiality is a big part of the oil and gas industry, but something like this, maybe not. But, um, you know, I'm thinking right away of like Hess and Continental Resources, some of the One Oak, some of the big players um, off the top of my head out in the Bakken. But um, can you share any of those companies that uh, you guys have worked with over the last, you know, 10, 20, 30 years? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have we have great partnerships with those in the industry um, here in North Dakota and across the country. And, you know, they, they support us. They proudly support us. We, we do partner very closely. You mentioned Hess and One Oak. Um, both of those supply uh, grants, you know, for scholarships or donations of equipment or things like that. Uh, a really cool program we have with Hess um, that started about a year ago. Um, it's called JET. It's Job Experience Training. And, and this is kind of the way that I see a lot of things in the industry going um, because companies need a trained workforce and people want to know that they're going to be able to have a job. So what we did with HESS, um, they, they um, take students who have finished one year of the program um, on campus or online, and then they can apply for this JET program um, where they're actually given um, an apprenticeship or an internship with HESS. And they go out and they work full-time while they're taking their classes online. They're getting paid. They're getting on-the-job training. They're getting experience um, for a full year. And then when they finish that year with HESS, they have the option to um, jump on full-time with employment with HESS um, or enter into an apprenticeship program with HESS. 
Um, or they can leave. They can say, you know what, I, I'm glad for the experience, but this isn't the employer for me, so I'm going to take my um, training and, and go elsewhere with it. And then they're applying for a job somewhere else and saying, hey, I have this one year of experience, which really gives them a leg up. Um, that program kind of started small with a pilot program last spring and has just expanded greatly since then. We have um, rolling application deadlines all throughout the year for people who want to get into that. Um, you know, you're, you're working full-time, you're getting paid, and you're going to school, um, and you have the opportunity for a job when you're, when you're complete with it, which is just a, a phenomenal experience for a student or opportunity for a student. We, we have, we're, we're really thankful for the industry support that we get from those companies um, and many more uh, in the state and, and throughout the country. Rita Mathern, Bismarck um, State College. National Energy Center of Excellence joining us here on the program. Just a couple questions left here as we wind down. Uh, I wanted to ask you about any smart grid and smart energy. And at the same time, I also wanted to ask you about, you know, any certifications or accolades that you guys have gotten, uh, you know, diploma cred, if you will, for others. Um, so, you know, t- tackle each one how you, you, you see fit, because I kind of almost see them going hand in hand sometimes. Yeah, you know, and, and that's a that's a great part of it too. Is um, we've been talking about our four credits or degree programs up until now, but we do industry training as well too. So a company might say that they don't, you know, their employee their employees don't need degrees, but they need some training. Um, so we have like the smart grid courses that are available online, um, and instead of being a traditional four credit course with an instructor. Um, they're just available for companies to enroll in um, at any point. They can use it as they wish, um, or they can access some of our training tools or our online animations um, just for their own internal use. It doesn't have to be for college credit. We provide a lot of industry training or company training online, on site, um, on our campus, all those sorts of things. So they're kind of self-paced. They're completed without an instructor. They have self-check exams. Um, so a student can accept, you know, assess their own progress um, as they go along and complete it on their own time frame. Um, we, you know, we, we have several different flexible options or we can customize options based on what a person or what an employer uh, really might want to have. As far as recognition, um, we were designated by the U.S. Department of Energy as the National Power Plant Operations Technology and Education Center, um, which really recognizes Bismarck State College as the premier national center of education and training for operators and technicians in the industry, industry energy industry. Um, really great um, recognition that we were able to get about 10 years ago now, um, and that's just continued to, to add to our um, you know, when you talk about who you are and what you do, having being able to say that you're recognized by the Department of Energy for your education is is really important, I think, to a lot of people who want to make sure that the place that they're going is is giving them a quality education. And that was Rita Mattern with Bismarck State College talking about their 24-hour energy employee and on-demand education and the opportunities it has created in the Bakken oil field. I'd like to thank Rita Mattern for taking the time to come on the program with Bismarck State College here today. Jeffrey Waring, the chair for the Business School and the Associate Professor of Entrepreneurship at Black Hills State University. Thank you very much for coming on to the program today to talk about the entrepreneurship programs at Black Hills State University. That's going to do it for today's program. My name is Jason Spies. I'd like to thank you very much for tuning in here on the radio. And if you missed us on the radio, you can always download us and check out our podcast at thecrudelife.com, thecrudelife.com. 
And also, we're available on iTunes. We also have interviews on YouTube and Facebook Watch as well. I'll tell you what, if you go to thecrudelife.com, that's thecrudelife.com, you can access all that information. The Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network. That's why here at the Multimedia Cafe, we direct you to thecrudelife.com. Also, we have 350,000 social media followers, so go to our social media page and check it out. Like, follow, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. From the staff at the Multimedia Cafe, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to savor life and enjoy the spice. Hey, on my mind to the night. Hey, on my mind. Hey.